Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. My guest this morning is a successful senior cultural leader and a community builder with over 35 years of experience in telling compelling stories. My guest is Daryl Lindenbach, co-owner, Music and Play Canada, Inc. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning. Daryl started in the 80s as a singer in rock bands. Are we going to have a song today? No, I think we're going to, you know, <laughs> pass. it's still there. We'll, we'll move on. Okay. Then a theater director, producer, actor, and designer. In his 35 years involvement in art and cultural, Daryl amassed experienced direction, directing and design, all aspects of technical theater, non-profit management, facility development, operations, program, and policy developments, development and marketing and branding of all sizes of cultural organization across our great country. He's here to share with us the story of, of Music and Play Canada, Inc. So the first thing that jumped to my mind when I read your, your bio is, Is there something that you haven't done in art and culture that you still desire to do? Uh, I think as an artist, you're always looking for something else. Um, you know, my, my uh, resume either reads as somebody who, who either can't keep a job or is <laughs> really good at going across all types uh, of different fields. So... Uh, I think Bill, after, after 35 years of being in the arts, in the NHL, in civic government, in provincial government, in project management, uh, the end of the day, what I came to is it's basically all, all about uh, community building. It's bringing people together to realize goals bigger than any one person can. And so is there more I'd like to do? Yeah, I'd like to keep doing this until I'm not here anymore. You mentioned before we started the interview that uh, you're an artist and you don't wake up in the morning. <laughs> so how do you have time to do all this? <laughs> well, you wake up whenever you actually need to. You know, I've, I've gone through every different area of, of uh, business and the arts. Uh, when you're doing theater, you can be in the theater all night. Um, you can have a normal job where you have to wake up and go to work, but, but those days can last 14, 16, 18 hours too. So it's not, uh, my life has not been a cookie cutter. It's not been wake up each day, do the same thing. And, uh, and now music and play is a, is a similar thing. So. so let's talk about music and play Canada. And since you're good at telling compelling stories, yeah. how does it all start and, 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 Who is and what was uh, a aficionado? Yeah, well, how does it all start? Well, it all starts, uh, we moved here in, in, in 2008. I came here to run, uh, to run Alberta Ballet al along with Jean. And uh, my wife is, is a music teacher. She'd been in the public system for the past 20 years. She started teaching out of our home. And uh, that grew quickly into something that was very, very illegal. But uh, <laughs> still in Calgary and most cities is the way that a lot of music education is done. Uh, we, went, we went commercial. Uh, we opened a place in the Aspen Landing Shopping Center uh, in 2012. And we spent 10 years there and built our business. Uh, we started as a, as, as a smaller kid group school. 
Uh, and then as our students grew, we went into privates. Uh, we've done dance. We've, we've done theater. Basically the whole scope. Um, we moved uh, during COVID. <laughs> the best time to relocate a business. I have to tell you, yeah, it, it is the best business plan you can, you can draft. We, uh, we moved down in, into the, into the, uh, uh, the Bowness area. Uh, so we took on about three times the square feet, really to give our students and to give the arts the space it actually needs. Um, so much of music education is taught in a closet. If you go to, <laughs> mean that in the nicest way, you know, you go to studios or small little rooms and, uh, and then we wonder why it doesn't work. Um, yeah. So when was the rebranding from Apicionato to Music and Play Canada and why? Uh, when, we, when we moved out of, out, of, has out, of, out of the house. It is, it is, but nobody can spell it. <laughs> I, I did after I looked at the computer five times. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, my, uh, my wife loved, loved the name. She's the one that actually coined it, and a lot of this is, is about her. And uh, we, so Music and Play was about the two sides. It was about music, and then Play is about... Um, playing music, um, playing within music, and then also theater. And so that was, it was just something that was a little more uh, pronounceable, memorable, <laughs> uh, catchy. I see. That's the only reason. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is. It was is, there pressure from the users, from parents? No, and kids no, to- no, it's, no, it's, no, it's all about marketing. It's all about marketing and branding, you know, and, and being out there and having something people actually remember. Um, the, the sad part of music and arts education is, is it um, Canada doesn't value culture the same way other, other, other countries do. You know, I said earlier, a lot of music is taught out of, out of people's homes. It's kind of joked as uh, it's joked about as the world's second oldest profession. And we know what the world's first oldest profession is. It kind of operates the same way, right? And it's like for, for a lot of parents, great arts education is defined by one, is it five minutes from my house? And B, is it, is it near a uh, coffee shop? A coffee shop, <laughs> shopping. Nail salon. Well, yeah. And we, we don't put our kids in, into sport like that. We'll drive across the city, you know, at six in the morning for 30 minutes of rink time and pay whatever's necessary. And we don't even question it. The arts is this whole different animal. So, Well, that leads me to one of my supposed to be last questions. Ah. And that is comparison because we, we hear about parents complaining about the cost of sports. Yes. Tournaments, travel, equipment. Yeah. Well, if you compare the two, um, I don't know. I want to ask which one is cheaper, but which one is more affordable and, and, and to, to parents? Is it the music play or is it the sports? And I know both have roots, uh, roles in, in the community. I, I think you can find I think you can find equitable pricing of sport or art education. On either side, I think it comes down to your actual value proposition and what you value. When when we're raising kids or even as adults, if it's something we really want to do, we'll find the money. 
we'll find the money to make it work. And the arts like sport build, build people. It's actually the same thing. And it's one of the reasons we went uh, two or three years ago to, to a slogan of we build great people. We can make you into a great musician if that's who you are and what you want to do. But at the end of the day, learning music, learning that discipline and going through it, learning teamwork, all those things, it makes you into a person that will be a valuable member of any community that you live in. And that's, that's where the investment is. You mentioned team members. So is it a band or is it teach, you teach personal, per, like personally the, 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 the kid or mm. whoever? And, and how do you amalgamate it to? Uh, all. Um, you, you know, it's funny. In Canada and largely North America, music education has evolved into, into the private lesson. And so you go into a room one-on-one with a teacher and you learn. You look at sports. Sport actually works entirely the other way. They learn in teams. The individual work is brought in when they need it. And then they're back on teams. So we, we, we made a push a couple years ago, again, into groups. So we start, uh, group, uh, we start kids at six months and up, uh, parented classes, six months to four years, four years to five years, five years to 11 years, and they can go into privates anywhere along that spectrum. So it's really about the student. It's, uh, this is not a one-size-fits-all. There's a lot of, um, you know, curriculums in Canada similar to uh, RCM have done great things, but is much bad for basically saying, here is our stack of 10 grades of books. This is how you become a musician, and this is how you learn music. And for a lot of kids nowadays, it's just not true. By the way, I don't think those books will help me. (laughs) (laughs) And again, it's, it's about the student. What do you want to do? Who are you? How do you learn? What do you want to learn? Because the best case scenario for us is that no matter how long you, you take music, you continue to play the rest of your life. Music, it's not about perfect. There is no perfect in art. In sport, perfect is very, very measurable. The ball went in the, in the net. The puck went in the net. You scored. It's very, very linear. In the arts, artists, artists are never uh, satisfied. Well, I can tell you that uh, I can measure success. I was at the Coldplay concert okay. in Vancouver. They sold two nights in a row, 50,000 each. So that's success. Uh, my guest this morning is Daryl Lindenbach, uh, co-owner of Music and Play Canada, Inc. We have to take a commercial break. We'll be back after the commercials. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. I'm back with Daryl Lindenbach, co-owner of Music and Play Canada, Inc. And uh, we want to uh, thank Calgary Economic Development for being our sponsors over the years. So, um, Daryl, you mentioned you started age six months. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I have to share here personal opinion. <laughs> I have three grandkids, three and a half, two and four months. Yeah. And I watched the three a year ago and now the two last a few months ago at their music uh, sessions. Yeah. Um, they don't live in Calgary. And they lose their attention span after the third event. So does it make sense to start at such a young age? Does it, what are the benefits you see there? Well, it does. It's, uh, there, is, there is no end of research and papers published about uh, music building, building babies' brains. You know, it, um, it, it is a developmental helper. Um, yeah, they don't have the same... Just a note, my parents never played music to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and for our parents, they're sitting in the room. So picture 10, you know, 12 parents with their kids in a room like, you know, two, three times the size going through their 45-minute classes. Kids can, kids can absorb a lot more than, than we actually think they can. And, and it's valuable at that point. So, yeah, is it... Is it valuable? Absolutely, 100%. Um, it, it just builds them as people. They don't know what's happening yet. Um, but that's why we start them there. Um, sport, athletics, exercise starts at any, any age. There are things you can't do. Like in sport, in the arts, there are things you can't do because your body or your brain just just is not uh, developed enough yet. So that's that's our approach is that the arts make the world a better place. You know, if we look back at COVID and the time we all spent sequestered in our wherever, yeah. what got us through that time? The arts. Yes. Movies, music. TV, whatever it was. And that is, you know, there's always a theory, you know, imagine a day without art. Okay, well, let's actually do that. Let's actually take everything out of our world one day that is, that is linked in any way to the arts. There'd be very little left. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's also the first thing to be cut in schools. It's the first thing to be trivialized. Um, and the biggest hurdle is that a lot of... Uh, we as adults, if we don't understand something, we're scared of it. And so we don't want to put ourselves there, right? You know, Calgary is, a, Calgary is a much more consumeristic art city. And so you will find people going to theater, going to music. I want to go to something that I, that I know, that I, that I recognize. I don't want to feel dumb. I don't want to sit in a seat and pay money and feel dumb. Whereas art and music has always been, been there to challenge us. Well, what do you think about Calgary's uh, art life? Because as a consumer, mm-hmm. and I'm not in the, the industry at yeah. all, I'm in commercial real estate, um, I do go from time to time to the theater for, and, and to concerts. And um, I think that, again, and I don't have your perspective, I want to share my perspective, that we're doing well. What, what, as a professional, what do you see and compared to other cities in Canada? We're doing well. Uh, we are not, you know, there's always the Edmonton-Calgary <laughs> competition. Edmonton is, is just simply a more welcoming art city. I know Calgarians won't, won't want to hear that. Uh, as I said, Calgary is, is a much more user-based 
we're we are we are we are users of art. We want to fund art, um, but at that same token, per per capita, Calgary is underserved by three to four thousand seats a day compared to equitable cities. So what that means is, on any given day, we have that many less seats in this city to actually produce art in, which is which is huge. But on the same token, the seats aren't full, so. It's it's a bit of a push and pull. The artists here are fantastic. The art being created is fantastic. Um, music, you know, I grew up in the 80s when you could form a band and go play in a bar and you could play every weekend and you could do stuff. Find live music venues now. You know, and I think that might be some of the hindrance to learning music. It's like, well, okay, I can learn it, but what do I do with it? Right. And so... It's getting them through that understanding as well. You you can sit behind a control board here. You can you can mix. You don't only have to play or sing. There are so many ways you can impact the world. You know, or like you, having on guests to talk about the art, getting getting the world a little more knowledgeable. The biggest uh, hurdle for us to get over is just having people know a little bit more. And when they know a little bit more, then they want to find out a little bit more. One of the things I saw on your website is, as you mentioned, six months to four, yep. five to, and then I go to the my age group, which is nineteen to ninety nine. <laughs> exactly, and I'm closer to the ninety nine <laughs> to the nineteen. <laughs> yeah. So, do you see adults? Yeah, we uh, do. And, and and what should I do? <laughs> Start. <laughs> Start. There are no rules. We have we we have doctors. We have. Every walk of life, and they just come, and it's their hobby. Like I think, I think what what we've gotten to in our world, and I pointed out RCM earlier, and that's if it's not perfect, I can't play it. I don't care, right? And so, it's a hobby. Do it. Start. You have no no knowledge. Start. The way music education works now is you go, you take your lessons, we throw you on stage twice a year, once in the winter, once at the end. <laughs> you walk on stage, you're scared crapless, and we all wonder why you don't do a good job. It's because we don't teach that. Yeah. We have about 90 seconds, and the one uh, page I saw on your website is, how do you choose the right music school for your kid, for yourself? Mm -hmm. Because as you said, there are a lot of people that do it in a basement or in a yeah. room in their home, or there's some schools. There, I think there's a school down the road here on 17th. Yeah. Uh, how do you choose that? Whether it's for yourself or for your kid. Put some time in. Ask around. Ask people. Um, you know, the starting. <laughs> we can we can all agree the starting point of every school and every business is that they they are in the best location. They hire the best people. They're the most qualified. Uh, they teach the best. Yeah, everybody's the best. Okay, let's let <laughs> let's get rid of that because you're not going to go out and market yourself as being the worst. So that isn't going to be a starting point. Um, talk to the teachers. Do they care? Are they teachers? Do they have degrees? Most of our teachers have got degrees, bachelors, masters, doctorates. Um, you know, and do they want to teach? Or are they musicians who really want to be famous and teaching is okay until they're famous? That is a very different thing. You talk about the six-month-old, you can't put the 
the musician just in that class, they're going to die because it's about teaching. It's about caring. It's about parenting. It's a very multidisciplinary approach just in how you take a student from A to B, wherever that is. And in music and play, that's our focus. You know, each student is treated as an individual and we help them get wherever they want to go. Thank you, Daryl, for being my guest. My guest this morning was Daryl Lindenbach, co-owner of Music and Play Canada. You can check musicandplay.ca. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Daryl. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 